1: Block Talk
0: Radio What's up family? What's good? Hey Well y'all looking all sad? Mary Mary here, Ruben, everybody in the cup, we ready to do this? Nah I man, everybody's running late Are you serious? Yes
1: And I hope they make it
0: Oh they'll make it, they may be late but they'll make it I
1: mean, They better make it cause we've got a lot to do Love him like
0: I do, love him like a do I love him like I do. Love him like I do. Love-
1: Yes, and yes, yes, yes. Welcome back to Learner's Lounge Thursday. Yep, you got it right here. You turned to the right station. Welcome to Blessings by Grace Radio. Tonight is Learner's Lounge Thursday. We want to welcome you, and we appreciate you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to be here on the Word of God tonight, to learn, 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 learn on Learner's Lounge Thursday. So every Thursday night, we come to you with the fifth floor. The doctor is in on Thursday night, and he will preach and teach with you every Thursday night here at Learner's On Thursday. We want you to know where you laid it. You could be here with us here in the Apple Valley Studio getting your learn on. Get out your books and let's get school on the Word of God. It is an amazing opportunity to learn. The Bible does say, my people perish for lack of knowledge. Well, when you are learning with us in the lounge, you have a chance to not perish because of the lack of the knowledge. Because now the doctor is given you the knowledge, you just have to apply it to your life. You have to utilize it. How can you utilize the knowledge? How can you apply it to your life? You know, I want to say this. God's word, that Bible, those are the basic instructions that he left for you before leaving earth. That Bible is a roadmap as to how we are to gauge our life. It is It's beautiful. If you read it, and don't just read it just to say, oh, they tell me in church to read the Bible. I'm going to read it just because of that. No, no, no. Read the Bible to get an understanding because you and I can read the same chapter, the same verse, but I'm going to get a different understanding than you are. And you might say, why? We read the same thing. Well, because your perception of God's word and my perception of God's word is absolutely different. God gives two different perceptions to his word, depending on who's reading it. We might eventually come to a happy medium and say, I got it. I understood that. This is the way I understood it. But the way we got to that final analysis of the matter would be just a step different than the way you got to the final analysis on the matter. I love, love, love Bible study because it gives me a chance to really know more to deep 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 look into the bible and bible study can be any day you don't just have to be on learner's lounge thursday you can get your bible and do stuff on your own without even being on learner's lounge thursday so that's the cutest thing you can read the bible yourself daily you and god can be in your home having bible study learning and he can be opening up your knowledge your mind and giving you revelations and and connotations and things you've not even realized was there before. God has given me a bunch of stuff because when you read, when you pay attention to what he's talking about, or let's just say you're not as far as a reader, you don't really read the Bible, but like you're in church paying attention, or let's say you have the Bible on tape, you're watching YouTube, and, you know, you're more of a visual person than an audio person. You're more like you want to see something. So you go on YouTube and you watch some people, preachers preaching, you're in church watching your pastor, stuff like that, you're still catching the word. Now, there are people that are audio people where they hear better than they see visually. So now you're hearing the word. When you're reading, you can read aloud so you hear yourself reading so that way you can catch what the word is speaking about. So it's always a pleasure to have you guys here in Learners on Thursday. We love you. All of our supporters out there, all of um, supporters in all the other countries here in the United States, our members from our church, we thank you. First, we thank God because He is the reason for everything, all things. Blessings Breakfast Radio. It's not never about us, but it's always about Jesus, number one. Then we have to thank our sponsors, the ones that keep us on the air. God allowed them to keep the podcasting sites to keep us on the air. We're in more than 27 right now. More than 27 podcasting sites are sharing our show. They are pushing it out there so people have an amazing opportunity to hear our show, to really be with us so i do want to welcome you guys and thank you so much for all that you're doing to share and follow and tell others about our show we're going to keep bringing you what thus saith the lord god's amazing words and the content we bring you we're going to we're not going to change we're going to keep talking about the word of god we're going to keep stepping on the devil's head we're going to keep giving god the praise on wednesday nights in our in our throne room wednesday where we take all your prayers petitions, testimonies, all your good accolades and and your positivity, we take it to the throne of grace and prayer. And then on Thursday, you get out your notepad, your pencil or your pen or your computer, and you start taking the notes, the scriptures, and you start learning the unadulterated gospel. So on Thursdays, is Learners Lines Thursday. We're ready for you. We are ready to teach you the word of God. That's the doctor. He teaches you. I'm just your announcer, and I'm learning too on Thursdays. So I love it because I can sit right here in the studio and I still take something from our Lessons from Learner's Lounge. I take something in every time, even in church, when I'm paying attention to the word, I'm soaking it in. I'm taking it in like a sponge so I can learn about it. The more you research and develop God's word, the better relationship you have with him because that's your time and his time together. And, If you have more than one person, God does say with two or three assembled, he will be a God in the midst. So you could have two or three people with you doing Bible study, and in that room, the Spirit of God will be in that room ready for whatever you guys are ready for. Now, the moment we've all been waiting and the reason why we're here for Learners on Thursday, the doctor is in, and he will teach and preach with you now. God bless everyone.
0: God bless you and rid of your land tonight. Thank you. Amen. Sister Kitasha tonight, always bringing us on, amen, with words of encouragement. And we give praise and thanks to the Lord. Tonight is Thursday night. We're going to dive right into the word of God tonight. And I pray, God, amen, that you will be blessed by the word of God. We're going, amen, to the book of High 3 and 18. And Habakkuk 1, and 1 through 4. Habakkuk 3 and 1. Down to the 19th verse. In the book of Habakkuk, 3, and 18. And let us know, Yea, I will rejoice in the Lord. I will rejoice in the God of my salvation. The burden was... The bread of which Habakkuk the prophet did see, he said, O oh Lord, how long shall I cry, and thou wilt not hear? Even cry out unto thee of island, and thou wilt not say. Why dost thou show me iniquity and cause me to behold grievous for spoil and violence are before me and there are the rising of strife and contentious therefore The law is slack And judgment Does never Go forward For the wicked They does Compass about the righteous Therefore Wrong judgment Proceeds Habakkuk 3 and 1 says I pray A prayer of Habakkuk of the prophets upon Shigana. O Lord, I have heard Thou speech and what a praise. O Lord, revive Thou work in the midst of the year. In the year, in the midst of the year, make known in wrath and remember mercy. Although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall the fruit be in the vine. The labor of the Allah shall fall, and the field shall yield no meat. The flock shall be cut off from the fold, and there shall be no herd in the stall. Yea, I will rejoice in the Lord. I will rejoice in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength. And he will make my feet like high feet. And he will make me to walk upon my high places. The prophet Habakkuk is giving us an insight of his humanness being a prophet and seeing the condition of the world in his day and time. And it was very disturbing to him. Because God has a plan for our future, regardless of the circumstance that we are facing, God has a plan for our future. We must not grow impatient or lose faith during the temporary difficult of suffering. That is very important tonight. We must not come to be impatient or lose faith because of what we are facing right now and because of the difficulty of suffering. The writer says, Yea, I will rejoice. In the Lord If we could catch that sentence And plant it down in our soul And look at the condition In what we are in right now I believe our faith could escalate A little bit higher I will rejoice In the God of my salvation Rejoicing in difficult times. Many of us, amen, do not want to rejoice when there is trouble all around us. We don't even want to talk about rejoicing when we are going through something. That is why God's ways is not like our ways, and that's why we as human beings make our mistake and we ought to rejoice in the God of our salvation. Don't you ever think that the Lord does not see what we are going through with. This prophet that God had put his spirit into, the burden, amen, which buckle the prophet, did see. Judah, amen, had went away from the Lord. It hurted Habakkuk heart To see God's people, in a sense, turning their back on the Lord when he knew that they were supposed to be obedient and obeying the Lord. If you will put that picture in your mind and you are a preacher today, you ought to be able is to relate to Habakkuk. You ought to be able to be sensitive to his feelings because what Habakkuk's seen about Judah, I look at it. Throughout our churches In time of difficult In time of trouble People are not rejoicing But remember God has a plan For our future Habakkuk began to Go as far as to say Oh Lord How long shall I cry? I'm out here. I'm preaching your word. I'm prophesying. I'm telling the people what you say. But it don't seem to be done no good. Again, amen. Amen. I see that week after week, day after day. Men and women are pouring out their hearts. To call God people And seeing like The word is falling on a deaf ear People are not responding Amen Do you understand what that does To take out Of a man of God A woman of God That has devoted a life to the Lord dedicated everything they have and see the corruption right before their eyes. Oh Lord, how long shall I cry? And thou wilt not hear. How long am I going to have to preach to this rebellious kind of people? And they won't hear. Rejoice in difficult time. That is what the man a woman have to do in 20 and 21. You must rejoice in difficult time. Is that easy? No. Even cry out unto the of violence and thou will not save. I, I, my heart is just bursting open, and Lord God, people still is not being saved. I'm preaching out of my, my soul, but people still are not being saved. I, I because amen, is like myself. I don't have the answer within me. I'm just trying to be obedient. But to see the corruption that we have to face is right before our eyes. We can't deny the fact iniquity is working right before our very eyes. But we must rejoice in difficult times. The cheridim, God put the cheridim to teach Judah a lesson. He brought a man, a hard-hearted nation against Judah to teach them a lesson. Judgment was set for correction. God will correct those he loves don't you think amen God will not correct you though that the love 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 God will correct you he will chastise you Hibucker prayed for a revival and mercy my god i I need some help I need a revival. In this day and time that we're living in right now, we need God's mercy because we have an infested disease that broke out upon the face of the earth. We need a revival, but don't seem like a revival is coming. Our heart is being wrenched being like it's torn out. And all we know as men the women of God, we must stand and preach the word of God in difficult times. When, amen, they don't want to come, amen, we must stand there and preach anyway. Preach in season and out of season. Preach the word. God is in control. Don't think amen that Everything is out of control. God is still in control of what's going on right now. We must not grow impatient or lose faith in difficult times. And that's where we are, amen, in America today. We have lost faith. Because, amen, of what we see that is running and rampaging before preachers and lost faith in the gospel. They don't want to stand up no more for truth, real truth. But Abacus had to learn to rejoice in very difficult times. There was a man, a gentleman, a man who served under Napoleon. He arrived in Austin town, and he had eighteen thousand soldiers under his commandment. They busily began preparation. To invade the town and to take control of it, said an Austin citizen. They were terrified by the approach of that mighty army to come in the city. They realized they were about to be beaten, be killed, and sold into slavery, with no option for outside assistance. They laid down plans for the counterattack. What do they do? Since it was on the Easter Sunday when this mighty army came in, is to take over their town The people in the city didn't know what to do. All kind of fear came upon them. And their upcoming death was seeming to be in mist. No matter what they did, they went to church. No matter what was going on, they decided, let's go to church. It's Easter. I know, amen, the gentlemen come in to take over our town, but let's go to church. And that reminds me, amen, no matter what we are going through, how difficult it is, a man must always pray and not think. It turned out that General Mason, he incurred, confused the ringing of the church bell for Easter service with what he thought was the announcement of the arrival of the entire Austin Army. You know, back in the olden times, they would ring a church bell when they were trouble, and the people would come together. Well, the gentle layman misunderstood it. He didn't understand it. He thought, amen, another army was coming in. They went to church. The city, amen, became, because, amen, they dedicated to rejoice in difficult times. God saved the city because, amen, they went to church. They didn't stop going to church and giving God praise because, amen, it looked like they were going to be invaded by this great army, Men sold, homes, amen, just corrupt. But they went to church because it was Eastern. And they praise What about you and I right now? Are you giving up? Because it seems like everything that we've done and lay hands on is not really working for you. Are you giving up on your faith? Why ask? How are you doing? Have you ever responded by saying, well, not bad, under the circumstance? Stop and think about that. You are letting people know that life is really not going your way right then. How are you doing? I'm not doing so bad. You're letting people understand what predicament you are in. Perhaps it would be better to learn to live your life above the circumstance. No matter, amen, what you are going through it, you don't have to bow down to the circumstance, but you ought to rejoice and give God the glory in the difficult time of your life. Often in the life we are surrounded by adverse adverse situations that have the potential to convict us that all hope is gone. Have you been a man like that? A man, you are surrounded by all kinds of situations and look like all hope is gone between what the enemy is trying to tell up and the trick that our mind playing on up, it seems easy to simply... Give up Than it is to fight back And that's where we're at right now Many people that gave up In this difficult time Instead of fighting back But stand up for Jesus Be a soldier for the Lord Philippians 4 and 4 says he instructed us is to rejoice in the Lord always. Rejoice in the Lord when you hear things come to you, very difficult, very tough to hell. You ought to be able is to rejoice in the Lord, not fall to pieces, not give up, and not doubt the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. It might seem unethical, amen, unreal to people that don't know the Lord when you, amen, is surrounded by all kinds of difficult and you can go to praise the Lord. They may think something wrong with you, but that's all right. You're rejoicing in the God of your salvation. If the enemy, a doubt, we got an enemy of doubt, doubt comes within our mind and calls us, amen, not to praise the Lord, disencouragement. It's easy, amen, to get disencouraged, especially in the hour that we're living in now, when amen, so many people is negative, amen, it's easy to get disencouraged. Disallow, do not retain at the first sound of your rejoicing. Then rejoice again. You know, if you didn't, and when you rejoice and you didn't overcome the first time, don't give up. Reach back and rejoice again. Rejoice. You done praise and you don't see no results, don't give up. Go back again and rejoice. Go back again and give God thanks. Then rejoice again. When you do, you are serving notice that you are not surrendering to your circumstance. Don't let your circumstance be greater than your salvation. Rather, you are raising above it. You are, are you rising above your circumstance. Rejoice, my brothers and sisters, in difficult times. Habakkuk crying out to the Lord, as many of us, amen, are doing today. And right now, we are crying out to the Lord. The first words, amen, we read by the prophet Habakkuk are the crying of anguish. It it, it was heartbreaking. He wasn't just saying, Lord, help me. The man that broke down didn't know what else to do. I done did all I know to do, Lord, and still things is not. Seem to be looking up. I can bear witness of highbucker. O oh Lord, how long shall I cry? How long, Lord? How long shall I cry? And thou wilt not hear me. How long? How long will I cry? and you won't hear me. Throughout the time, people have prayed the same prayer. In time of overwhelming circumstances, disencouragement, people wondered if God even heard their prayer. See how Satan played with our minds? Just because we are up against something and God don't respond to it right then and there, we wonder whether God hears our prayer. Yes, he hears our prayer. They are left to the question, how long? They will have to cry. How long before you ask the Lord? They will have to cry out to the Lord before he responds. How long? I know, amen, there are many of you have a prayer up before the Lord tonight, and God have not answered your prayer. You've got to keep on crying out to him. God haven't forsaken you. God have not left you alone. I will not leave you confident, but I will stand up confident until he ain't forgotten you. Because you are going through difficult times, trying times. They will have to cry out <clears throat> to the Lord before he will respond. God wants us to cry out, recognizing he is God. He's bigger than any circumstances that we are facing. Proverbs 3 and 5, I love it. Trust in the Lord with all of thine heart and lean not to your own understanding. Put your trust in the Lord. The prophet Clyde is born out of understanding. The time in which he lived, Judah was in total rebellious against God. The church was in total rebellious against God. Here you try trying your best to obey the commandments of the Lord and deliver God's word to the people and they rebel against you. I have amen. I understand that. People sometimes don't want to hear truth. They want to hear what they want to hear, but they don't want to really hear the word of God. But amen, if you are a man, the woman of God, you got to stand on truth, regardless of how they rebel. Throughout time, people have prayed the same prayer. They have forsaken his word and turned to idolatry. Isn't that 20 and 21 right now? People, the man is worshiping the creature more than is the creator. Idolatry, thou shalt have no other God before me, but people that bond down to idolatry whether it's your car, whether it's your home, whether it's your children, whether it's your money, people that bind down to idol, Idol idolatry. The few faithful who remain were being persecuted. The one, amen, that really was standing up for the Lord, they were being persecuted. And oppressed. Leadership was taking advantage of the people. Instead of protecting them, they were actually abusing them. Oh, if that don't open my eyes up right now, I'm looking at it. 21 years earlier, King Joash has restored the word of the Lord to the people. By this time, the land should have been filled with people obeying the word and reaping the blessing that came with that obedience. It should have been rich. People's knowledge should have been increased like water. But when High Buckley saw just how far the people had drifted from living by the word, my God, when you can see that, that was a righteous man's spirit. He was greatly troubled. He will greatly trouble and call out to God to deliver them. Lord, these people, ain't right. They ain't living right. They don't want to live right. But you're a prophet. You got to stand there and tell them anyway. Now, how would you feel if you was high buckle and realize, amen, that the people who should be the most blessed, was among the most oppressed. How would you feel? The Lord heard the prayer of Highbuckle. God will hear your prayer too. No matter what you're going through, preachers, God will hear your prayers. He heard the prayer of Hiebucker. I will respond he gave is not one the prophet expected or completely understood. The Lord revealed to Habakkuk that the answer he was looking for would come through a heathen people, the Charidine. He went, on to describe them as a bitter and a hasty nation that would be used to bring correction to Judah. God know how to chastise them. God know how to put something on the church to cause the church to come back unto him. That was Habakkuk 1, 5 through 10. Now, their history was always known to God's people. They, amen. God. people always knew about the charity that they were wicked folks. They were folks, amen, that didn't have no mercy. They were aggressive. And they followed their own idea of justice. They didn't follow God's idea. They followed their own idea of what justice was supposed to be. And God turned those people to loose on his people. Their, their mounted troops were like raven beasts. When they mounted up, amen, their troop was like raven beasts. Amen. Everywhere they went after, amen, they got it. They tore it down. They destroyed it. Whether it was city or nation. God allowed that to happen to correct his people. Trapping everywhere in front of them, everywhere they went, they were were trapping, amen. They put terror into everything hard, every hard, amen, and took captivity of every nation. They conquered. No nation could stop them and they regained their mighty and power as being God-like. They were like God, amen. God whooped the church. God used the enemy to whoop the church. How bad that is. How wicked that is. Judgment was sent for correction. God sent judgment upon Judah. Judgment is going to start right at the house of God. God going to send judgment, amen, upon the church. It will be by the hand of the treacherous charity that God would send judgment to Judah. However, Amen, high buckle, had to realize that the judgment of God was not without a proposal. His intent in allowing the circumstance to come to his people was one of correction. How about you realize, amen, that God was correcting his people? Remember, God's ways ain't like our ways. God knows how to get our attention. You're getting out of our attention, amen, by this COVID-19. The church may be rebelling. And they're leaving the Lord, but God's getting out of our attention. Death is rolling every day, and it's not stopping. God is getting out of our attention. We are hard-hearted, hard-headed people. My God. Jeremiah 46 and 28 give us, some insight into the mind of the Lord when it comes to his correction. Fear thou not, O Jacob, my servant, says the Lord, for I am with thee, for I will make a full end of all the nations, whether I have driven thee. But I will not make a full end of thee, but correct thee in measure. Yea, will I not leave thee wholly unpunished. God said, I'm gonna take care of you. I'm gonna bring some judgment upon you, but I'm gonna let some mercy be in thou with that judgment not like I'm going to do the other nation I'm just going to root them totally out of the way we can learn from this instance in Israel history that the Lord allowed things into our lives so he can bring a needed correction to us God allowed things to come into your lives out there that listening to me tonight. Amen that to he, amen, he know we need correction. God allowed that trouble to come upon us. He allowed that sickness. He allowed that death. He allowed that poverty. God allowed it because we needed to be corrected. So he can bring needs of correction to us. While this concept can be difficult to understand, why would a amen a loving God allow things like that to come up on his people? My God, we just don't know God. God is Lord, God is just, God is merciful. It does have great value, for instance, in raising children, there are times you have to allow things to happen to them in order for them to come to the realization of their wrong behavior. Sometimes you have to get back and, amen, let your child face in it. you know the correction they need can only come through a form of judgment of their actions. Hebrews 12 and 11 states, Now no chastisement for the present seemed to be joyful. It don't amen. When you get a whooping, that no that don't seem to be joyful. You don't enjoy being getting a whooping. No testimony for the present seems to be joyful, but grievous. <laughs> yeah, it grieves the old flood. Nevertheless, afterward it yields. The peace of the fruit of righteousness, when God gets through with you, you straighten up unto them which are exercised thereby. While children may not understand the purpose of discipline at the moment, it is being given as they mature. They come to realize the discipline they... Reasonably acted produces good in their lives. When they grow up, they began to understanding me why I was disciplined. Their thoughts is exactly what God was trying to get Habakkuk to understand and to communicate to the people. I've done it for their best. God is done things for His best. All things working together for good to them that love us the Lord. We may not understand why all of this amen is uh happening and why assembly is like they are, but it's working for our best. God sees our future. Praise the Lord. And the Lord is God got a plan for our future. God will correct those he loves. Amen. What a blessing. God will correct those he loves. Understanding, amen, that God's judgment has a purpose means that people must also understand that there is a reason God brings correction. He is not some evil trend waiting to inflict punishment or retribution, on his people. Every time they mess up, he does not watch our lives to anticipate another opportunity to bring bad circumstances into our lives to get our attention. Rather, we need to realize that the motivation for God's correction is his great love for us. He do that because he loves us. Hebrew 12 and 6 plainly declares, for whom the Lord loveth, he chases. His motivation, amen, for correction is firmly growing in the love for us. This, amen, really should help us to realize just how important it is for us not to grumble and complain when these difficult times come our way. If we do, then we are telling God that we do not like how he is choosing to love our righteousness. In the time that we're living in, my brothers and sisters, rejoice. Rejoice no matter what come up against you. Rejoice in the Lord. This is Dr. Moore. Time is running out. Amen. But we love you. Amen. Pray the prayer like Hybuckle did. In the difficult time, he went to the Lord and cried out to the Lord. And God will give you the same answer. God bless you. Until next week. Join Planet Fitness now through March 16th and get the PF Black Card for zero enrollment and $22.99 a month. You'll enjoy an upgraded experience with tons of perks.
1: Like access to more than 2,000 locations worldwide? Yep. Super soothing hydro massage chairs? Yes. Can I bring a friend every time? Sure. Can my friend be a horse?
0: Mm, nay. Uh, sorry. Get the PF Black Card and feel fitacular. Zero enrollment, $22.99 a month. Deal ends March 16th. C-Club for details. You know it's going to be a good day when your biggest concern in the morning is collecting the crumbs falling from the McDonald's crispy chicken biscuit. Your only concern should be, has your day picked too early? Enjoy every last crumb of the new McDonald's crispy chicken biscuit for only $3. Add any size soft drink for just $1. And you get your day started on a high note. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal.